From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Monday, October 31st. Sunday's Day of the Dead Festival. For 12 years, the Moab Valley Multicultural Center has been bringing people together over this important Latin American holiday. It's steeped in the religious traditions of Mesoamerica's indigenous population and their many practices to honor the dead. With colonization and the arrival of Christianity in Latin America, Day of the Dead was incorporated into the church calendar and shares similar dates with All Hallows Eve. It's widely celebrated in Mexico and really all over Latin America and increasingly in the U.S. The Multicultural Center has done a lot of work to educate the larger Moab community about Dia de Muertos, and their festival has now become its own local tradition. It brings people with and without this cultural and religious background together to dance to live music, decorate altars for deceased relatives, and of course, eat homemade food like tamales, chile verde, and pan de muerto. We spoke with Multicultural Center Executive Director Rihanna Medina during the event and have this audio postcard. They, it's like a party. We make decorations, prepare food and music. And on the traditional day of Day of the Dead is November 1st and 2nd. Our festival, we always do the Sunday closest to that. So everybody in the community might be able to attend on a weekend. So Day of the Dead is a, a festival that is celebrated mainly in Mexico, but in other countries as well. And of course, because of the, the migration, it's popping up all over the United States as well. It's a time that we remember people who have passed away, and we try to be happy about the memories we have about them and the life that we still have and honor them by living our lives and doing the best that we can do here with our time on Earth. It is about building bridges across language and culture, and this is, you know, an event that allows us to just, like, get to the heart of our mission. You know, death is something that we all experience. We will all lose somebody in our lives, and we will all meet our own end eventually. None of us know when that might be. So it's something that we, we all have in common, no matter what language we speak or where we're from. That's the great thing about having it be the 12th year is that we, you know, it's it's not too hard to ask people to volunteer because people are excited to be a part of it. And, you know, what, whether that be setting up or helping to serve the food or come and decorate an ofrenda or a, a tomb in honor of their loved ones, it's because we've been doing it so long, we've gotten a lot of education out about it and how it's different than Halloween and, you know, the significance and it, people do get excited. So that, that makes me happy to see how many people, because we do social work all, all the time and when we have these cultural events, we get to invite many, 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 many more people into the work that we're doing. My name is Rihanna Medina. I'm the executive director of the Moab Valley Multicultural Center.
In our region, there is an old building where many people say they've experienced unusual phenomena. Some chalk it up to overactive imaginations, but others swear something lingers at the old Idaho penitentiary in Boise. More than 100 people died at the old pen in its 101 years as a prison. Men, women, even children had all stayed there, and it only closed in 1973 after prisoners rioted for better treatment. Mountain West News Bureau reporter Madeline Beck went there at night with a paranormal investigation crew to learn about possible spirits that may have stuck around. Nighttime ghost investigations aren't for the faint of heart. By the way, the door slams. That's Tina Hughes, who led a group as part of a paranormal investigation at the old penitentiary in Boise. That included members of the public who'd purchased tickets and the group Hughes volunteers for, Big River Paranormal. They lead several groups of investigators through dark buildings with flashlights, occasionally turning them off as everyone stands shoulder to shoulder in musty cells. We're just here to, to, get, to have a conversation with you, see if you're here, you want to say hi. Um, you want to make a noise for us? Proceeds from events like this benefit the Idaho Historical Society. Hughes started volunteering for the group about two and a half years ago after attending one of these events herself. By day, she's an accounting technician for the state of Idaho, and she actually used to be afraid of the dark. I'm from a small town in Nevada, so we had coyotes, and I was always told, be careful of coyotes. But now, Hughes leads teams through the old penitentiary at night, pointing to burn marks on walls and ceilings and trying to communicate with those who might have never left. They have gear like cameras, recorders, and devices that measure temperature and electrical currents. She says nighttime is best for these outings. Things are quieter, so you can hear a lot more of what's going on. Hughes has had her own experiences there, too. And the gentleman says, oh, it got really warm in here. I'm like, it did. And right about that time, my butt got touched. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Hughes also listens to hours and hours of audio that's recorded during these investigations, trying to make out any sounds or words that may have been too quiet or unnoticed in person. Tina's group of investigators started their tour in a building where a floodlight was on in the top floor, which was strange. Hold on, just one second. Um... Weird. Is the light not usually on? No. That light later went out by itself. But then there was a metal gate. When we came in, it was closed. We opened it to walk up to the top floor and look at the burn damage and cells there. But when we came back down... Tara? Did you close the gate? That gate was closed. That's crazy. Oh my god. Other kinds of reported experiences include cold spots, being touched, and hearing voices when people aren't around. Marie Johnston leads Big River Paranormal, and she's quick to note that most spooky experiences at allegedly haunted places are non-ghost related. Well, you know, 95% of the cases that we go on actually have a logical explanation for the activity. And it's really important for anybody investigating the paranormal to look for those logical explanations before they deem something haunted. Johnston's team also helps investigate other places, and she says they've handled more than 900 investigations altogether. Big River Paranormal has around 20 people volunteering in Boise and many more in North Idaho and Portland. 
But Johnston agrees with others in saying that the old pen is likely the most haunted place in Idaho. We've gotten a lot of activity out of here. Just so visitors know, though, daylight won't protect you from the paranormal. No, because we're open every day for visitation, and we consistently have people who tell us that they've experienced something or had significant feelings or, or felt changes. J.C. Brain works at the Old Pen. He's had his own experiences near the gallows there, including rushes of air and hearing voices when no one was around. Brain explains that the territorial prison started operations in 1872, before Idaho was even a state. Records aren't great, but from what they've found so far, at least 130 people died there. So that includes 10 executions and then everything else ranging from murder and suicide to disease and natural causes deaths. Nighttime paranormal investigations at the old pen are on hold for the winter because most don't want to be out in the cold for hours on end. Back with Tina in the group, we heard a potential moaning sound up near death row, where the last man was hanged in 1957. Was that somebody? Did anybody hear like a moan? Yeah. And that was nobody? No. Luckily, after we heard it a few more times, it seemed to just be the sound of traffic. Much to my relief. I'm Madeline Beck. This story comes to us from our partners at the Mountain West News Bureau. To check out some of the electronic voice phenomena recorded at the Old Pen or elsewhere, you can go to BigRiverParanormal.com. And that's the KZMU News for Monday, October 31st. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.